0: Hopefully you still bring your Bible to church. That has not changed because of a global pandemic. <coughs> bring your Bible to church. But if you've got your Bibles, why don't you open with me to Daniel chapter 3. We're going to be reading from verse 17, which is our headline text for this series we're in right now. If you're just catching up, maybe you haven't been around um, or part of church the last couple of weeks. We just started a new series called Refiner talking about the Holy Spirit's work in our lives. And I'm really excited about it. We're going to be reading from Daniel 3. Yes, amen. (laughs) Daniel 3, I'm just going to repeat where we left off last week. In verse 17, it says this. This is obviously the story of the three guys thrown into the furnace. God saves them. He delivers them. And Jesus is in their midst. And it says this in verse 17. It says, if we are thrown, this is the um, the three of them speaking back to the king. It says, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you have set up. Amen. So let's keep going. We want to keep going here in verse 19. And we get the response from the king. It says And Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and the expression on his face changed toward Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He spoke and commanded that the heat of the furnace 7 times uh, be the heat of the furnace 7 times more than it was usually heated. And he commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, And Abednego, and cast them into the fiery furnace. Verse 21. Then these men were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent, the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire killed those three men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Verse 24, then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished. I love that. He was astonished. And he rose in haste and spoke, saying to the counselors, did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? I love that he says it. And we read it in Bibles. He is saying this. He is speaking this. They answered and said to the king, true, O king. Verse 25, look, he answered, I see four men. (laughs) I see four men walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. So part two of Refiner, I want to preach a message with this title, Even In, Refiner, Even In the Fire. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Thank you for your word today. Thank you that even as we read this story today, God, it has such truth for our lives. Thank you that it helps us, it shapes us, it always molds us into who we need to be, God. Bless your word today, Father, as it goes out. God, we thank you for what you're doing in your colonial kids, Lord. Thank you. You're building up their little spirits right now into who they're called to be, God. Father, we thank you for what you're doing in our church and in our lives. In Jesus' name. And we said together, Amen. 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 The refiners' fire. I love that we started this series on Pentecost Sunday. It's talking about the Holy Spirit's work in our lives. The refiners' fire. And in Daniel 3, this is often talked about as a deliverance message. God will deliver you from the fire. He will help you escape from the fire. He will will show you the way. Jesus will be there for you in the fire. But there's also a story about refinement. That the Holy Spirit's work in our lives. The fire, the work of the Spirit brings about a refinement, a change. Praise God today, brings about a change in you and me. I don't know about you, but when I first got saved, I needed some changing. I needed to change a few things. But what this is all about is it's not us that does the changing. Thank God it's not about us. But it's all about what God does in our lives. And it's all about what He brings about in the midst of it all. And these are two things that we talked about last week. Jill and I, we talked about these two things that fire, just thinking about refinement, it removes impurities. That's what the fire does, it removes impurities. But it also produces a refinement as well. So I want to talk today about the even in. That even in, we can have a declaration. Even in the fire, we can have a faith declaration. Even in the fire, I choose, Lord, to praise you. Even in the fire, I choose to submit to your word. Even in the fire, I choose to be faithful, Lord. I'm willing to stay. See, the even in, the fire... Is the willingness to stay in the fire long enough, listen to me, to stay in the fire long enough for the refiner to do what the refiner can only do? And that's Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit in our lives. But the question today is this, are you willing to stay in the fire? Are you willing to stay the course that God has laid out? See, the process of refinement is the great work of God in our lives. There's another word for it, and it's called sanctification. It's not a super cool topic to talk about in church. Hey, we're going to talk about sanctification in church today. Then the crowds come in. (laughs) Never. But you know, it's truth. It's what God does because this is what happens in our lives. We get activated by the Spirit. Praise God. It's a miracle. The miracle of salvation is our lives are, we go from being spiritually shut off and dark to spiritually being alive in Christ. Praise God. But there's something that happens is we need to drag our souls along for the ride. Did you know that? That's why the the, the New Testament talks about leading with the Spirit. Because the Spirit needs to lead. But here's the thing, the soul's got to get in alignment. That's why we need sanctification. But the point is, if we stay in the fire, sanctification can happen. See, they go hand in hand. Our lives are sanctified through the fire that happens in our lives. And this week, as I was preparing this message, I felt like the Lord brought me to First Peter chapter 1. So if you've got your Bibles, why don't you open there as well? But First Peter chapter 1, Peter's encouraging the church. He's encouraging um, God's people who are spread out. So in verse 1, it says, To those who are elect exiles of the dispersion in Pontius, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, listen to verse 2 according to the foreknowledge of God the Father in the sanctification of the Spirit. For obedience to Jesus Christ and for sprinkling with his blood, may grace and peace be multiplied to you. See, we can really quickly skim over things in our Bibles. The front end of the letter, you know, it's kind of like, sometimes even I'm guilty of this. I'll look at Paul's letters, the the first, second Peter. I'm just like, oh, cool. He's just greeting the church. It's like thumbs up church, you know. It's just like, hey, awesome. You guys are great. Let's read it again. Says to the elect, verse 2, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, he's saying to the church, you and to me, put yourself in the story, in the sanctification of the Spirit for obedience to Jesus Christ. How easily could we miss that? But what Peter's saying is like, hey, the sanctification work in your life, the refinement is the Spirit of God at work in your life for obedience to walk for Jesus and to walk with Jesus, and I saw that, I was like, oh my goodness, I've never seen that before. But so often in our lives, we can go through life thinking that God is not doing anything. But the whole time, the Spirit is working on us, working on us, helping us. Trials come, fire comes. All of a sudden, it's like, man, what's happening to me? It's actually God's work in our lives. Amen. But let's keep going. Verse 3, says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to this great mercy He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance. Look at this refinement terminology. To an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled and unfading. Kept in heaven for you who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. See, there's a plan all along. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials. There it is right there, the fire. Various trials. So that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes though it is tested by fire, look at it, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you, not have, you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not see, now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy. That is inexpressible, filled with joy, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. See, the fire produces something in us for his name and his glory, but also so we can stand. See, what is Peter saying? There's a lot in there, but this is what Peter's saying. He's saying, you've got to go through the trials. Be happy when you go through the trials because God is doing something in you. God is making a change in you. There is impurities in your life that are being taken out through the refinement process. And what's being left is a faith that's strong. What's being left is a faith that can stand. What's being left is something that you can stand before people and say, my God is good. In Daniel 3, 1 Peter 1. It's the same thing. It's a refinement that God brings. So point number one this morning, I've gone back to doing three points. I wasn't comfortable with two. Just a preacher. That's just the way it is. I need three points. So please bear with me. We're going to move through them a little quicker. Number one is this. Even in the fire, God is still good. See, we're talking about the refiner's fire, but even in the fire, listen to me, friend, God is still good. First Peter 1, look at verse 3. Blessed be, the, be God The God of our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy. Even in the fire, you can't deny the goodness of God. Because the fire comes, and listen to me, friend, God might allow it. He didn't create it. How often does God get the blame for a fire he didn't create, but he's allowed? Because He knows what it will produce in you. Here's the truth this morning is sometimes God allows you to move through a fire because He knows what you're going to look like afterwards. Even in the fire, God is still good. This is what we've got to understand is God knows what He's doing. And He didn't create the fire. The enemy would love for you. It's like the enemy would love for us to believe that God created all of our problems. He would love for us to believe that the the thing that you're going through, the thing that is so hard that you can't feel like you've got a way through right now, He would love for you to believe that God created that and put that in your path. But I will say this, that God sometimes allows us to go through things because this is what the refiner does. He knows what it will produce in us. He knows what will come out of us through it. He knows what, what a weapon for the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ we will be after the fire. And sometimes we say, I can't just handle the fire. I'm running away. I'm turning my back on God. I ain't doing this anymore, Lord. This is too hard. Even in the fire, God is still good. This is not popular preaching this morning, but I feel like it's good preaching. So give me an amen Amen. online. Come on, type in the chat, amen. God is still good. His nature never changes. He's not punishing you. But he's allowing you to go through something. God is still present, he's still working, he is still in your midst. Because he always has a plan. Let me show you a scriptures. Isaiah 48, verse 10 in the New Living Translation. This is God speaking through his prophetic voice, Isaiah says this to his people. He says, I have refined you, but not as silver is refined. Rather, I have refined you in the furnace of suffering. See, even in the fire, God is still good. So you're saying, I'm allowing this to take place. But what I'm going to do in you is incredible. So number one, even in the fire, he's still good. Number two, even in the fire, there is good happening in me. Even in the fire, there is good happening in me. Why? Because of this thing called sanctification. But sanctification doesn't take place until after justification has taken place. So we're saved and it's because of the cross and because of the goodness of God sending Jesus into the world and for Jesus going to the cross that this justification happens for you and for me. But I don't know why we don't talk about sanctification more because we should get excited about it. It's because because of justification that we are sanctified. It's not the other way around. Sometimes we moat through life. We're like, oh, this is so hard. I'm being sanctified. Yeah, but you're saved. Yeah, but you're on your way to heaven. Yeah, Yeah, the cross, the resurrection. Even in the fire, there is good happening in me. But it's only possible because of faith in Jesus Christ. And the fire of sanctification should cause us to get excited today because Jesus has justified me before God. Jesus has justified you before God. If you're looking... Looking at me online, can I just encourage you, Jesus has justified you before God. You are righteous today. And that should be a cause for celebration even in the fire. First Peter chapter 1 and verse 6, let me read it to you in the message. It says, I know how great this makes you feel, even though you have to put up with every kind of aggravation in the meantime. I don't know about you, but that just, I, I, when I first read that, I was just like, what? I know how great this makes you feel. Even though you have to put up with every kind of aggravation in the meantime. This is what Peter's saying. Pure gold put in the fire comes out of it, proved pure. Genuine faith put through this suffering comes out, proved genuine. When Jesus wraps all this up, it's your faith, not your gold, that God will have on display as evidence of his victory. You know, your faith today is evidence of his victory. Your choice to stay in the fire, on the path, faithful to what God has for you. Can I just encourage you? It's evidence. That faith today is evidence of His victory. Our lives are a signpost. Our lives are a banner that's on constant display for the world to see that Jesus has won the victory. My faith today, your faith today, our choice to put our faith in Christ means that God is victorious in the world. The tested, look look at the wording, the tested genuineness of your faith, proven to be genuine. Even in the fire, what is happening is this is a good thing for me because it's producing something in me. It's producing a strength in me. It's producing a purity in my faith today. It's producing a genuineness to who I am. You know, if you ever met someone, I've met these prayer warriors and these faith warriors over time, and they can be going through the worst possible season and I'll spend time with them. And it's like, my faith gets built up. I remember going and meeting with people and guys that are just like so solid in their faith. And their faith has been proven in the seasons of life. Come on, can I get an amen? amen. And I spent time with them. It's just like, you're ministering to me. But you're the one going through the struggle. You're the one who's in the fire. This is what happens. And this is what Peter is talking about. He says in verse 6, in this... You rejoice, even if for a little while, if necessary, you've been grieved by various trials. He says, rejoice, get excited, be on board with what's happening, the refinement process, even this season and in, I'm going to praise God. I might not know what God is doing, but I know this. He knows what's going to happen on the other side. He knows what's going to be produced in me. And it's always, like we said last week, for his name, for his glory and for others. Praise God today. So even in the fire, there's good happening in me. And number three, even in the fire, Jesus is with us. I'm going to preach the truth and shame the devil this morning. Even in the fire, Jesus is right there. That's the whole point of Daniel 3, is that we understand that whatever we go through in life, as New Testament believers on this side of the resurrection... With it living in us, no matter what we go through, Jesus is with us. You might be in here today and your business is absolutely struggling. Can I just encourage you? Jesus is right there. You might, be, you're, you're, you might have a relationship that it just completely has deconstructed. Jesus is right there. Ready to minister, ready to heal, ready to walk with you, ready to understand your pain, ready to be part of the healing process. Jesus is in the fire with us. Verse 24, then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished. I love that it says astonished, like freaked out, like, oh, my goodness, what is happening? I cannot believe what I'm seeing before my eyes. And it says, he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, did we not cast three men bound in the midst of the fire? Look at it. They answered and said, it's true, King. That's what happened. It's just like they're just, I love how plain and simple. They're just like, yep, pretty much. And he's just like, look, he answered, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire. And the form of the fourth, it says, is like the son of God. I don't know who this word is for this morning, but can I just encourage you, if you're in the midst of a fire, don't run away. If you're in the midst of a struggle and you feel like, man, it's just like, I can't see a way out. I can't seem to get any sense out of this. Can I just encourage you that God's working, that he's in the midst of it, that he's a part of it. I'm not saying that he created it. Please hear me. I'm not saying he created it, but just maybe he's allowing it so that as you walk through it, as he teaches you his ways, as he shows you things, this is what I've I've learned in my life and we've learned in our life about suffering and hard times is that as we walk through this, this is what God does. He turns a little bit more of himself to you. He reveals a little bit more of who he is to you. Why? Because you're choosing to trust him in the fire. Because you're choosing to say, Lord, I don't get it, but I love you. I don't understand it, but I'm going to choose. I don't, I don't know where this is going to end up, but you know what? I'm going to have faith anyway. And God's response is, come on, come with me. I'm going to take care of things. Even in the fire, Jesus is with us. You received that word this morning. Come on, Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.